Amen. Fitting message and song for our world activities today. And Grace is going to come and share our scripture reading for this morning. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, 26 through 31, and Psalms 147, verses 1 through 6. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, and let the birds in the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seeds in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give it every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Psalms 147, verse 1 through 6. Praise the Lord, how good it is to sing praises to our God, how pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem, he gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by their name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble but casts the wicked to the ground. Amen. Thank you, Grace. As we begin today, I do invite and want you to know that uh, may, sometime the Lord may lay something upon your heart to um, share in a special song, music, poem, or some, some testimony. And I want to give you that opportunity to share sometime. And so uh, let, let me know and if, talk, through me, talk to me throughout the week about sharing it. Uh, you know, I want to make sure that uh, we give you that opportunity. So. Uh, make sure you show up on Sunday morning and God's just uh, telling you, you need to share this, need to share this. Uh, please see me. I want to give you that opportunity to share because God wants to be known. He wants his work to be known. And if he's got work going in in your life that he wants you to tell others about, I want to make sure you have that opportunity to tell others about God's work in your life. You know, as we continue our journey, this journey in Lent, I'm going to be sharing some information with you over the next few weeks. Biblical information that was put together and uh, resources put together from Genesis to Revelations, that the history of the gospel as well. And I'll be using a resource that was produced and put out by the Creation Museum, also known as Answers in Genesis. Uh, and the resource, the title of this material, uh, they, they titled it, the, the seven, the seven C's, you know, the letter C of history. And I call it the C's of creation, but they say the C's of history. So each service I'll touch on one of those seven C's. Like today, creation, 
Next week, corruption, catastrophe, confusion, Christ, cross, and consummation. So look forward to being with you and sharing in these services uh, with each and every one of these seven C's over the next few weeks. You know, every year, the Creation Museum and Answers in Genesis, they, 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 they put together um, programs, spiritual teaching and training and preaching for pastors and youth leaders. And it's every year, uh, sometimes spring and fall or just in the fall. Uh, but since they've been doing it, since I've been in ministry, Angie and I have had the opportunity to go two different times. Uh, way back, uh, 2009 or so was the first time we went. And then uh, five, five years ago or so, we had the opportunity to go. Angie and I go for three days. It's the middle of the week. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and uh, just a great time being renewed and hearing some powerful preaching and teaching. The last time we went, a doctor, pastor, Reverend John MacArthur from the big church out in California, you know, it just powerful, deep, well, spiritual, biblical teaching. And he, he's so straight up. He's so straightforward with God's word. You know, one day he just took Psalm 19, verse for verse, and just uh, went through it. And it's just it's awesome. He's just straight up. No nonsense, no tricks, no fuzzy, cute little stories. Just straight up from the core, preaching and teaching, digging into the, to the scriptures. And he has people show up every Sunday, hungry, people, Christians, to be fed just for that reason, straightforward preaching and teaching. So if you have not been to the Creation Museum, I encourage you to get it on your schedule and make a trip out of it sometime in the near future. Uh, they're always out offering uh, you know, promotions and uh, things for you to come, different activities on different weeks all year long. So check that out. You can go to the website, AnswersInGenesis.org. You can read more about their passion, their purpose, the type of ministry, their teaching, and how they want to equip and prepare Christians, Christians to have the ability to defend their faith, to defend your faith in Jesus Christ. So their resources are there, and of course they got things you can buy as well. You know, as we think about creation, you know, we hear from Genesis the big picture, you know, of those things that God made on each and every day. But I want to talk to you a moment about DNA, your DNA, how it is the molecule of heredity. DNA is such a complex system. It is so full of information, so full of information that the DNA of you, your DNA, is so full of information that DNA by itself, they say, can out, would outperform any man-made supercomputer. That's how complex your DNA is. Think of that. And who, who did that? God of the universe, your creator, the creator of all things. And you may have done those, uh, it's probably popular, get those mail-in tests uh, you know, to you know, swipe nose, mouth, or whatever, and send it back in, get your DNA, find out you know, 
you know, your history, you know, what country, your ancestors, and what, what you really came from. And Angie did that recently and continues to uh, update, you know, the family tree and stuff and got some stuff back and um, have, have, has yet to find out what her mother's side of the family always said, that they had a grandmother that was an Indian that did not show up yet. So, uh, but doesn't mean it's that, that was not there, but it just wasn't in the top, you know, three or four or five um, things that they have on file. So very interesting, and as uh, she gets more information, she may uh, share about it sometime. Because DNA was designed, designed from a source of greater information greater information. Your DNA came from God. That greater information is God himself. God himself. And the Creation Museum they look, looks at and uses information theory to help people understand that all life is built on a code. A code. Information from the existing information and genes contain large amounts of inf- information making up everyone's DNA, all coming together. And your DNA is different than mine. All of our DNAs are different. And where did that information begin? Again, that information began with God. And in Genesis, we read, in the beginning. In the beginning, God created. God, who has no beginning... God who has no end. God who is the source of all information. And we see God's information all around, it, all around us. And we can read about it. We can learn about God through his creation. Again, look at that Psalm 19. It's all about God. Day one, God said, let there be light. And God separated the light from the darkness. The light was called day and the darkness called night. The light that it talks about here was not the sun. It's not the sun that we have here because the sun, that ball of fire that gives this earth light, that sun wasn't created until day four. So in day two, God separated the waters from the waters above and the waters below. There was space was created on that day, space between the sky and the surface of the earth. Day three, God separated the water and dry ground, and God told the land to produce vegetation. Day four, God made the sun, the moon, the stars, and stating, stating the greater light would be day and the lesser light would be night. Day five, God created the animals, animals of the water and animals of the air. Day six, God created the animals of the land, including humanity. Humanity he created in his own image. Verse 26, God said, let us, meaning God, God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. God said, let us, they working together, make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. God, again, putting all these things in place because it is his. It is his plan. It is his creation. It is his doing. 
Genesis 2-2 then would, you would finish up day 7. God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. The amazing God Almighty. He is the source. He is the provider. He is the creator. The one and only who was, who is, and who will be. He is the source of all information. God poured out his complexity on all that we have, all that we know on this planet called Earth. God's complexity is seen every day right down to our own very own DNA. It is God's doing and part of his plan. As Psalm 147.5 said, Great is our Lord, mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. God's understanding has no limit. We are so limited. We have limits. We have limitations. Our brains can't function and be any match for God's information. But thankfully, through the guidance, direction, and presence of the Holy Spirit, God knows when to reveal something to you or to me right when we need something revealed. When we need an answer, we need clarity, we need comfort. God is in the business of providing the clarity to his complexity, to our questions. He is the greater source. Yes, we all have life moments we don't understand. We don't understand what is happening in this world. We don't understand all the moments that bad things happen to good people. They do. And it will continue to happen. But the God of the universe understands all things. God understands you fully. You may have said it. People have come and told me, saying, I just don't understand myself. I don't understand my life. I don't understand why my kids do this. I don't understand why my parents are acting like that. I don't understand why the boss treats us this way, or I got co-workers that just uh, act the way they do. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. God, God understands all those things. He understands you. He made you. He created you. And when we say God understands fully, what would that mean? What's fully mean? Fully means from the deep down within us, right to our DNA. Deep down in your heart, your mind, your soul, your genetic makeup. God understands you fully. So I'm here today to encourage you that not only as we come to the Lord's table to be closer with Him and commune with Him and uh, receive these elements, I want to remind you that this season of Lent, this season of Lent, as I mentioned a week ago, is for us to get closer to our Lord. He hasn't moved He isn't trying to scoot away from us. He's not trying to avoid us. But I'm here to encourage you, church and individuals, 
the more time, the more energy, the more thoughts, and the more prayers that you have with the Lord, the more you focus upon the Lord, the more that you focus everything in your life to be on God and not yourself, on God and not yourself, there will be things revealed to you that you have never known. God's in the business revealing these understandings to you. God will make himself known to you more fully. And I pray that as a church and as Christians, that's, that's part of our spiritual journey. That 5, 10, 15 years ago, we had an understanding. But now I would hope that our understanding of the Lord would be even greater. And we would continue to grow in in that spiritual walk that we have with the Lord. So I have to ask, are you seeking? Are you truly seeking? And are you asking? Or are you just coasting? You've been coasting for 5, 10, 15, or 80 years. The Lord wants more. He wants more of you because he created you. And he knows there's more in you because he knows your DNA. He knows you're not perfect. He knows you've had some hiccups. He knows that you've experienced some awful, nasty things in this world. But he doesn't care because he loves you up and beyond those things. And that is one, one way that the Lord draws us to closer to him. The way the Lord reveals himself to us is receiving the elements of communion. I trust that you have the elements, and if you're watching, you have yours with you as well. Jesus gives the invitation to all people. He says, take, eat, and drink in remembrance of who I am, Jesus said. As the bread and juice represent his body, the body of Christ is broken for you, and the blood of Christ is shed for you. And before we eat together and drink together, let me share with you from Matthew 26, 26. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Jesus is planning on you joining him in heaven. He wants you there. And he's given the way. He is the way. He is the truth. as you take your wafer today, let us remember that Jesus took our punishment as he was pulled up upon that cross. Let us pray. Lord, as we prepare ourselves to eat and drink from your table, make these elements be for us, the body and blood of you, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And Lord, we need a cleansing that spiritual cleansing that we can walk a holy life before God the Father. 
Jesus, thank you for making that possible. And in your name I pray. Amen. Let us eat together. And as you take your cups and begin to peel off your foil tops, you know, it's reminded once again the cup represents the blood of Christ, the blood of the new covenant, the new way. Jesus was the final sacrifice. He is he's the one that cleanses you and I from our sins. So as we drink together, let us remember this. Let us pray. Father God, we give thanks for this opportunity that we've had. To receive these elements. We thank you, Jesus, for going before us to the cross and to death and defeating death and sin for each and every one of us. Oh, Lord, we thank you and praise you. And as we go into this next week, Lord Jesus, I pray that your light would shine from us, that we would follow you, that we would leave the darkness behind us, that we'd leave those things of our old life behind us, and that we would truly have the light of everlasting life within us forever and ever. So Lord, I ask that you continue to have continue the holy work that needs to be done, that we may always be one with you and one and ministry to the world that is before us for your glory and your kingdom now and forever. Amen.